Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 427, recorded from the DeFontleroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin, Mike, down of Florida. How you doing today, Michael? How are you, parts? I'm good. I'm very good. Now, I have to ask you a question mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Well, first, I guess I should ask the more important question for our listeners out there so they know how you're feeling. I know last oh, week great. We, we broke the news that you were battling COVID, and you feel pretty good now? I played golf yesterday. Oh, how'd you play? I shot 40. Well, we went off the back. I shot 43. Played well. That's good playing on hit the back. Hit three or four. Green. Oh, dude, I hit. We had wind against on 13. Okay, and I not and I I didn't think five iron was enough, but I don't want to go four hybrid and go over the green because you can't go over that green. No, you'd rather be short. Short's a good play on that hole. Yep. So I nutted a five iron, and I'm like, "Oh, that's this is a golf shot," and it hit, and it actually checked. Oh, really? And Kirk goes, "That's the best shot you've ever hit to this green." I said, "That's by far the best one of the, like the century parts." So I go up there. You don't really get a good ball mark with a five iron, and the thing only released about maybe three or four feet. I had like a like an eight footer uphill. I was like, you knew. Oh, I'm excited. You don't get that putt on thirteen. Yeah, how did you make bogey? No, I two putted. I two putted for par. Had a boy. I had three in a row. I parred 12, 12, 13, and fourteen. That's good playing. Fourteen. I hit a beautiful little. Pitching wedge to about 12 feet. I'm like, oh, I got these irons dialed in. Isn't that the best feeling? Oh, well, I start talking when I start hitting greens and I start talking about now my distance control and everybody oh, so just starts laughing. You, like that. You know, if I'm ever putting high, I'll fix my ball mark. Well, what do you think about distance control so far today, parts? And they just start laughing. Doesn't it's just nice when you feel like you're gonna hit your iron where you expect. And you know, yeah, like when you actually stand over it and you actually you're feeling it, and you're not like I hope I don't chunk it in the bunker or thin it into right. the guy's backyard. Yeah, so yeah. When you're actually like relatively confident that you're going to hit a golf shot. Mm. Golf shot. It is a nice feeling, and it can all go sideways in like two seconds too. In in yeah, in a second. The next hole, yeah, any second for people like us. I'm reading this article in the Bradenton Herald. Yeah, it's at the Villages. And it says, Florida man, 77, punches friend, 84, in the face during a round of golf at the Villages. Oh, boy. What was the skirmish about? I have no idea. They didn't get into it in the article? That seems like bad journalism. Isn't it? I mean, that's a good tease to get for clickbait, but I want to know what the hell happened here. Yeah, I'd absolutely read that article. If you tell me what they're fighting about, If it is it over like a, a gimme putt or something? Because I'd love it that. Says- because it wasn't Tom to the bicker and that they were arguing on the fourth hole. Okay. Oh, so the 84. Guess... As things escalated, the 84-year-old man flipped off Randall, who then said, do you want do that again? I will hit you, according to the affidavit. The the friend did it again, and Randall reportedly punched the man in the face. So that... Well, I mean, <laughs> you can't not punch the guy then at that not point, if, right? If, you, if I say do it again... And I'm going to hit you, and you do it again. I have to, right? I mean, I, I warned you, right? I mean, if you're actually mad, if it's me and you messing around, that's different. Yeah, but I don't think I'd actually say I'm do it again, and I'll punch you in the face. No, but you would say do that again, and I'll slap you, and then I would do it again, and you wouldn't slap me. I no, chances I probably wouldn't slap. You know what I mean? But we wouldn't be mad at each other either. It would be something stupid. 
I think you got pissed at me on eight when I hit when I hit a ground ball into the water and you told me I sucked. That was the, that and was that was the last hole of the match. We were heading in after that. That was our last hole. <laughs> that was when that was when we both hit with ground balls, right? Yeah. Mine didn't even. Mine just went to the ladies' tee. <laughs> Yours was short of the creek, and mine went about six <laughs> yards to the ladies' tee. You just looked at me and told me I sucked as you're walking to your thirty thirty yard. <laughs> no, approach. I had no shot on that hole. Those part threes were in my head. I needed you to pick Two me up. Two days before, you're hitting it into the guy's yard <laughs> sideways, and you're telling me I suck on that hole. That's poetic justice. <laughs> you know what? It worked, though, because we both played our best nine on that last match, didn't we? I still look into that guy's yard on eight, and I just la- it, it's There's something about that yard that's funny, isn't it? How is it possible to hit one there? <laughs> that, that practice round was bad, wasn't it? I mean, it went through his chain-link fence. That was the pre-practice round. That was almost like I was almost looking for flights home that night. <laughs> like I might as well not use the PTO. Go home. That was, that was as bad. <laughs> and as it, it wasn't gets, even it? a violent shank. It was just a complete whiff that just dribbled into that mm-hmm. guy's backyard. Yeah. Did you see John Roms the other day? No, he shanked one. Oh, a bad one. Yeah, just went like <laughs> like my, like one of mine. Anyway, I was going to say what I was going to ask you is how much would it take for us to be the official Disney podcast of the the live golf tour? Like what would they have to what kind of check would they have to cut for us? I would. Would, would you abandon like to for go the right money for the Saudi Saudi Arabian Empire and everything? Yeah. Like go against my morals. I mean, how much are we talk? Are we talking seven figures here? Because everybody's got a price as the million dollar man. Ted DiBiase once once said. Yeah. They wanted to reach out to us to be the official Disney podcast of the Live Golf Tour. At, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could. <coughs> we're not the most moral people anyway. So, no, you know, we're, price no, is no right, we're dirty. I'll, I'll do it. We're, fil- oh, we're dirty. We'll take money. Yeah. I'll be I'll be hanging out with Ian Poulter wearing stupid pants. I like that anyway. There's rumors that uh, Ricky Fowler is going to do it after after today. He's yeah, he's another bum, to... though. He's a washed-up weasel. Yeah, and he's going like... to take a paycheck for $50 million or whatever. And... Yeah, I mean, good. Did you see it's reported that, Phil, they gave him, he signed it for $200 million on Saturday, and that's why no. he just announced today he's officially in the field. Yeah, I saw that. I'm just... I, if I've... they gave him 200 what do you think they gave DJ to convince him? Had to be more than that, right? I don't know. I'm reading that Tiger turned, turned down a lot more than that. They said Tiger's off. Offer was close to a billion dollars. Yeah, like seven hundred fifty million or something like that. Okay, that's hard to turn down. He I mean, did. I guess if you already have a billion, it's easier to turn down another billion. Uh, again, and this is a terrible it. product because to sign him to that twenty twenty five years ago would have been a good return on investment, right? But who I I don't care about Tiger Woods. Yeah, it's a good story watching him in majors and stuff. But to have him be the face of this, whatever the hell you call it, just goes to show how bad it is. Right. Well, I mean, I sent you that message, half joking, but it's actually true. Like, Keimer's his uh his qualifying group has a better field than the Live Tour is. Yeah. Like Joel Dahman's in that, and there there were a bunch of like. Big name guys in that one that he got you sent can't to. Go sh- you can't shoot eighty. He made no birdies. You can't sh- go. You can't go shoot eighty, can you? I mean, that was he was in the bottom, like second from last. He must be a basket case. Is Levi on the bag? That's the problem. He didn't have a good looper. Levi Hoot. Yeah, Levi's a disaster. He's moving to. <laughs> Chicago, they're That's all just all these guys. They just make poor decisions after poor decisions. That's right. You can't trust a guy in your bag that's moving from Sarasota to Chicago. No, that's not a guy you want reading your putts because you know he's not going to make the right call. <clears throat> you got to look into it at all aspects of life. It doesn't stop when you leave the golf course, does it? No. You need someone that's going to make good decisions all the it way. Just around. makes poor decision after poor decision. <laughs> What else is new, though? Anything else we need to report on? No, but I do have to ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. Ask me anything. All right, so I'm in the pool yesterday. 
Mm-hmm. And I told Kristen, reading her tablet on the chase lounge, and I said, I go, you know how these millennials, they have like those stupid signs and paintings on their house that say family and friends and all this nonsense? You probably like the, have it in your living room. Like the one you guys have, right? Don't you have that one that like leans on the front door that you said it's? Oh like, no, I'm talking about inside the house. Oh okay. Like well, like they'll have like a picture of like the kids and they'll say love. Oh yeah, yeah, I have stuff. Like you know that. what I'm talking about now? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know how they have, and she's like, yeah. I go, this is what I want to do. So she puts down her tablet and she's like, here we go. How ridiculous is this going to be? Right. In that same cursive, I want to decorate the golf room. With like pards, best one of the day. Oh, that never up, never in. And does like your pictures? husband play? No, just sayings. Just all the sayings. Just all the sayings painted on the wall. Oh, that'd be nice. Like in between all my golf, because my uh, the the Aruda Suite is a golf room. It's it a has, golf room, now. Yeah. So yeah, instead you know, of like instead of it saying team. like live, laugh, love on the wall, it's gonna say get down or get legs. Yes. Yeah, there's going to be like 30 different golf lingo. How beautiful would that be? I mean, I would definitely, I'd probably spend more time there. Get down. Yeah, get down. Teeth. <laughs> Good leave. <laughs> Larry said that yesterday. I busted yeah. out laughing. He told Mike Lagney's guy, it's a good leave. <laughs> The funny thing is, these guys say it sincerely. Yes! And we're so messed up that when we hear it, it makes us laugh. I was watching the U.S. Women's Open the other day, and someone said roll to one of the girls, and I started laughing. You could hear it on TV. The caddy said roll. <laughs> Instead of good, stopped. like you don't say good, you just say roll. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't say good shot, you just shot. My shot, shot. No. <clears throat> I told, I was behind number one green, and I told, I told Larry, I said, hey, Larry, I go, I got your placard in my guest room. He turns around and goes, what? I go, yeah, I said, you know, the one that was in the locker room for the member guest, this is Jamie Vavrick, guest of Lawrence Vavrick. I'm like, my cousin took it, gave it to me, and we put it, it's in my spare bedroom. I told Kristen, I said, he took a deep breath as if he was going to say something, then he just, he didn't say anything. And Kristen's like, because he can't say anything, because he's probably thinking this guy's a complete jackass, and I don't he's know He's probably what to concerned say for his safety at this point. I mean, how would you, I mean, you're dumb enough to, but... Like if you're normal, how would you react to somebody like who took your placard and put it, displayed it in a spare room? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, even knowing that, knowing why we did it, it still doesn't make sense. No, because now I can't tell him that the the formal name of Larry, which is Lawrence, makes me laugh. <laughs> right. Because then it I... makes you look even more messed up. Right. Well, did you tell him like the backstory? Well, he didn't get into it. He didn't ask you. No, he didn't. There was no follow up because he didn't want to know the reason. No, probably. no, he was. But I'll tell you, Aunt, this scallop that Aunt Judy's having looks delicious. Yeah, where is she eating? I don't know. Let's let's see if they checked in. There's a charcuterie, no, Gary is... Gary Root at charcuterie. Oh, Kenny. Kenny's digging into the pajute right there. <laughs> pajute. Kenny Ludwig. Oh, Hollywood Brown Derby lunch. Well, that's pretty good. That's Kenneth good stuff. Ludwig. <clears throat> well, anyway, so that being said, Lawrence Vavrick, he was not a fan. Or did he talk to you less throughout the round after that? No, I threw my putter on what was that on <laughs> on three. And that what did that did that like clam him up a little bit? No, he laughed. It was one of oh, those okay. like let's see how far I can throw it. It wasn't like with the intent to break. How far did you get it? Yeah, I got it on the fourth T box. Yeah. You gotta be careful because if you go too far, you could go right onto eight and hurt somebody. Straight across. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, my bag was on four four T, so I just threw it over toward my bag on four T. Oh, that's good. Smart. Kenneth. All right. Well, maybe on that note, maybe we should take a break and uh, get into the meat of the episode. All right.
All right, we are back from break, episode number 427 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we have some uh, Walt Disney World news to get into, a few different news items that we want to touch upon. But before we do, would you like to uh, tell us about our latest and greatest YouTube video that you uploaded What did we put up? P&J's Southern? Yeah, the the quick serve at... uh, Fort Wilderness, correct? P and J Southern Takeout. That place is good, Pods. That that breakfast was phenomenal. They don't have a deep menu, but it's a uh, it's solid. Everything. Yeah, we get. do our review right at, right on the picnic tables at our cabin at Fort Wilderness. Now, is the breakfast a better? Like, if you could only have one breakfast or the dinner, what would you pick out of there? Because I know the dinner is solid because you get that like fried chicken and all that garbage, right? I do the breakfast. Yeah, because I know you love, love the that breakfast. breakfast. Oh, my God. That's very good. So, yeah, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gate. Subscribe. And uh, you get notifications when we post new videos every week. And then on our social medias, which is uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at WDWBTG, you've been throwing up uh, links to some of our older videos. A little blast from the past. That's correct. You can go back and check out some of our uh, other ones. Or just go and scroll through and see what what uh strikes your fancy i think you need to do a uh a manny's chop house blast from the past soon i've been doing it in in order so oh you're going in order all right Never yeah mind, then. you're not picking and choosing that's probably the best way that way you don't get all just so i up. can keep track yeah true that manny's chop house video is one of my favorites because we're just a bunch of idiots afterwards we talked for like what 20 minutes reviewing yeah it on i the mean couches. we did a thorough thorough review manny's on 192 and then the Orange Lake. Come uh, for the steak, stay for the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Orange Lake uh, Resort review is actually a very solid video. Yeah. Yep. If you're thinking of staying off property and a place like that strikes you, check it out. You could kind of get an idea of what you're what you're in for. But anyway, so this week we're going to do some news. You had a couple things that you wanted to touch upon, and then I found a few other news items that. I thought we were good to at least mention. So we're going to save the uh, probably the biggest one for last. And we're going to start off with um, a news item here saying that the Eat to the Beat dining packages are now available for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So uh, they're now available for the uh for the concerts which take place between july 14th and november 14th so it's a short it's a short festival this year parts (laughs) it's only four months (laughs) ridiculous isn't it like there's literally 10 days in between the festivals there's nothing special about anything anymore remember when the summer had nothing Mm -hmm. at epcot now there's literally 10 days because the flower and garden ends july 4th and this one starts July 14th. So there's 10 days in between. I mean, the Flower and Garden used to be March, April, and May, right? For the most part, yeah. It was or short. even there was like two and a half months now. There's just festivals. I mean, I like a lot of them. I like the art festival. I think that one's good. Flower and Garden, I enjoy. Food and wines become not the best. But, you know, as an out-of-towner, I still enjoy it because it's still something to look forward to. And the, and the concerts are good. For the most part, I'm sure we'll get into the the concert series at some point in the next few weeks, and then maybe the menus when they release it, because I will be attending this year the Food and Wine yeah. Festival. Yeah, and that's probably the best one of the day, right there, too. Best one of the day. So the Eat to the Beat uh, packages will have the following restaurants uh, available and there's an interesting one here which i'm going to get your take on because i don't know if this has been available in the past Mm -hmm. so you can do uh beer garden which is 57 dollars for adults and 32 dollars for children the coral reef restaurant which gets forgotten about all the time i forget about it a lot like that might be the most forgotten restaurant at disney world don't you think yeah Coral Reef, just no one talks about it. $69 for adults, $22 for children. Oh, by the way, you get lunch or dinner, so you can book either time. You get an appetizer, an entree, and dessert, or a buffet if it's a buffet. 
along with a non-alcoholic beverage and then a guaranteed seat for the Eat to the Beat concert held on the same day. So that's what you get there. Garden Grill, 66 for adults, 34 for children. Le Cellier, 79 for adults, 28 for children. That's a big uh, big range. It's, it's surprising that, I guess because the other ones are buffets, but <coughs> like Coral Reef and Le Cellier are the higher price for adults and they're lower price for children than Garden Grill or Beer Garden. And then these last two, uh, especially this one here, we have the Regal Eagle Smokehouse, which is a quick serve. So you can get mm-hmm. a eat to the beat at the quick serve for $34.99 for adults and $16.99 for children, which is not a bad, that's not much of an upcharge there, if any, on that. Right? Because the the entrees at Regal Eagle are probably $22, $23 bucks if you get like the platter and everything. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> I mean, just when we're done, just take a Pull look up. to see what yeah. the Garden yeah. Grill actually retails for. That's a good point too. I don't think they're killing you on price. Not a huge, not a huge jump. And then the uh, Spice Road table, forty-four for adults, sixteen for children. Uh, the last two are same day only, so you can't make reservations for those. Um, but that's a good. I mean. If you're gonna, if you want to go to one of the concerts and you're gonna eat at like the Regal Eagle anyway, it's not a bad thing to just use that as your dining package. You get your quick serve meal, thirty five bucks, which is probably close to what you'd spend anyway if you got an appetizer, entree, and dessert and a drink there, and then you get a guaranteed seat. Yeah, not a bad option. Um, also the uh, We'll go over the the lineup, but I did notice that when I'm there, the first two bands that will be performing are the Baja Men and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. So I'm actually interested to see Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Yep, I'm all set with both of them. You don't like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy? Negative. I think they're good. I like the swing music. That'd probably be a fun concert. Anyway, no Christopher Cross, that's for sure. Or Ambrosia. Oh, Ambrosia, that's right. I forget about Ambrosia. I was getting killed for my Christopher Cross channel on the golf course yesterday. Well, yeah, remember when I was there, I was killing you for it. Oh, Mike and, and Lawrence were killing me yesterday. They were just dropping nukes after nukes after what the names that they called me, Pards. Not not to be said in polite society. No, and I even admitted that I was. Oh, okay. I mean, what else can you say? You know me. I'm very confident. I, maybe I, a little too confident, but well, maybe that's possible. You call me whatever you want; I'll agree with it. <laughs> I I like certain music. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You can like what you like. I don't have a problem. I and just can say that I don't came like on, it. I'm telling them what movie this was from. I'm telling what who's Ambrosia. I go, this is Ambrosia. They perform at Epcot. If you guys want to go, I'll buy you dinner. I mean, I was just leveling it on. <laughs> they were having none of it. They didn't want the free dinner. You know, it's a good channel when ninety percent of the songs are at the food and wine festival. That's a good point. That is, That's when I mean, you know that you're listening to anybody who plays at Epcot is a good band. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, like the Baja men. I mean, there's a few that you, that you younger people like, but no air supply. I mean, come on, come on. Okay. Fair. So uh, Garden Grill is $55 for adults and 36 for children, regular. Okay, so, so actually, Garden Grill is cheaper for the kids to go to the concert. But it's more for the adults. Yeah. $10 more. Yeah. Okay. That makes Doesn't make a lot of sense either way. But I'm pulling up like Regal Eagle. I'm just looking at the menu quickly. If you get the American platter, which is the most expensive thing, is eighteen ninety nine. You got an appetizer, which I don't even know what that would be considered there. Maybe a side dish. Oh those no, all, those are all five dollars. What's the matter, parts? Oh, I just got, I just got a text from Kurt. What's the matter? Oh no, it says the MGA card is three hundred dollars off at Costco until six twelve. Oh, you got to pull the trigger. That's oh, like a good ten percent no. off. That's like what twenty percent off. Oh, You gonna send them the credit card info? 
you're, you're thinking about it right now, aren't you? Talk me through your thought process here on this cart. Did you use it for a whole round? I used it for two rounds. How good was it? It's so nice. Is it so much better than the other version? Like, did you feel like a schlub going back to the regular push cart? You know what? Like I told Kurt, I said, it, it, it honestly doesn't take a lot of strain out of you to push it. But just, just teeing off and just walking and just sending it to your ball and just being able to walk with a bottle of water in your hand. Mm, that is or just nice. being able to, like, when you approach the green, to send it off to the next tee. One thing, like, one thing you don't think about, if you're walking and everyone's walking in the group and you all have push carts, you can't really walk near each other and talk. Mm-hmm. But if you have that thing, you can send it ahead and you can just mm-hmm. walk down the middle of the fairway, you and Kurt, and, like, talk to each other. So that's also an advantage. So uh, let's go back to the Regal Eagle, if you don't mind. Do you think the side dishes would be considered the appetizer there for the eat to the beat? What What are your thoughts on this? Because the appetizers, really what? There's no specific appetizers at Regal Eagle. So is it the side dishes would be considered the appetizer? Yeah, probably. Okay, so that's another five dollars. Your desserts are five dollars. So you're at twenty eight ninety nine. Plus a drink. So you're at 31. So for an extra five bucks to get a free seat for the for the uh concerts, not a bad No, not, a not bad at deal. all. Not a bad deal. So yeah, they don't really it's not a huge upcharge, maybe around you know, five to ten bucks extra to get the the preferred seating. But on a very popular concert. That's yeah. probably well worth it, the amount of time. Because on a real popular one, you got to line up, what, an hour before to get a guaranteed yeah, seat? Yeah, I mean, you're getting guaranteed seating no matter what. But it, I, I did that one time, and it was just nice to just be able to be seated right away. Right, that's what's nice. And not have to be thinking around for yeah. another 40 minutes. Right, exactly. Any other thoughts on the eat to the beat dining package? No, no, I do I do like it, though. We, Like I said, we did it a few years ago. I do like it. I think I would consider doing it well the cellier is not bad i mean 79 for I mean, adults that's what you guys would spend there anyway yeah, and especially like you know their signatures the filet i would love to get their ribeye and that's yeah. been on the list it's been a long time since i've done the cellier the cellier that's back on the list that's back in the in the crosshairs now you know you you look at these restaurants parts and you wonder if they're trying to shoehorn restaurants that aren't doing very well ah uh... Maybe, but La Cellier is always have... banged out. Yeah, but they not like Rose it used to be when it was a, a, a single credit. That's true. That's it's a lot easier to get so a reservation was there. So, You got so much bang for the buck. Yeah. Do you find, as someone who will just randomly look and see what dining reservations are available, do you find there's more stuff available now that the dining plan is not active? Part- I'll, I'll tell you what, it's been so long since I looked at dining reservations. I used to look once a week. Yeah, just to see what was going I just, on. I just don't, you know, consequences. Yeah. Tables in Wonderland. That's true. That extra 20% adds up. I mean, you know, you're, it was you're basically well, gone without you know. having a tip at that point, you know? I mean, when you think about it, and I think joining Sarah Bay because their food's so good and it's so inexpensive, that... You know, oh, Disney food's a little more, it's more expensive, but blah, blah, blah. You know, I used to drive an hour and a half each way to spend a lot of money on food. Right. And now, let's just go to Sarah Bay to be quite But you honest. loved being there, and now you love being at Sarah Bay. And now I love being there, and, and you took away my 20%, so, yeah. yeah. We all have breaking points, and we're starting to see that right now. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you don't like it still and you don't want to go because you're talking about going to the Cellier and you'd go to Steakhouse 71 tomorrow if someone invited you to dinner there, I'm sure. But I get what you're saying. I mean, you you had to admit two years ago in the group chat, you'd be all of a sudden like just seeing a Steakhouse 71 and say that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're just throwing your grand you flow cafe that. for breakfast. That little prick, he's going to have <laughs> some steak and eggs carousel of progress and then be in his pool by two, that little bastard. Yeah, exactly. Or he's gonna swim in their pool. Yeah, <laughs> you you <laughs> stole the long bay going down the side. 
Best one of the day, Bards. Yeah, those fake wristbands that you you know, and you go to a bar and you it's eighteen <laughs> and over. But if you want to drink, here you go, Bards. Yeah, you're selling them on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I got my little side action. Not selling golf balls anymore. You need a band to get in there. <laughs> yeah, you got one. How many you got? I got two. I got two. Remember, you see the scalpers going into the Providence Civic Center, mm-hmm. looking for two, looking for two, looking for two. All right, the next piece of news I have here is out of Animal Kingdom. And this is basically the opening date for the reimagined Finding Nemo the musical. Oh, what do we have here? What are the... So they, they closed it for a while. It's been closed basically since COVID. And there were rumors that it was going to close completely, but that was not true. So they updated the show. It's replacing Finding Nemo the Musical, but now it's called Finding Nemo Big Blue and Beyond Musical, and it's opening in uh, just a week. So it's a little shorter, and it's still got the live performers, and instead of being in the uh, based in the original movie, it's now based in the sequel. So the original movie was, was uh, Finding Nemo, now it's based... On finding Dory. So the fish tell Nemo's story in this fully updated 25 minute show incorporating live performers and puppets. It also features many of the beloved songs and numbers from the original, including In the Big Blue World and Go with the Flow. In the Big I love that. Blue I do. I did love that music. I love this music in it. It was very well performed. That was I so that was good. Great. It really was. It was so, so good. So I will definitely uh, be checking this out. But they are going to open on June 13th, so one week from the time we record this. And they changed the set and a little bit in the script, but it's pretty much going to... It sounds like it's going to be very similar to the other one. So I'm glad it didn't go away completely, and I'll be excited to check out the updated version. Because I think the other one was like 40 minutes, wasn't it? It was quite it was quite extensive. So 25 is a little a little easier to swallow for some uh, families with lower attention span children. So that's a good thing. Any any other uh, comment? Not really much to comment on there, but it's good uh, good to have a show re-debuting or a new show debuting. I did notice though that the uh this is not really a big news thing, but just it pertains to me that the Lion King, the Festival of the Lion King show is closing for like two weeks, but it happens to be overlaps with when I'm there. So I'm going to miss out on the Lion King show, but at okay. least Nemo will be open. Not that you really care about that, about my experience at the Lion King show, but I thought I'd let you know. Now, this is something that may uh, <clears throat> may be a problem for you. This is coming out of the Polynesian Resort, and the uh, Kona Cafe will be closing for refurbishment starting August 15th. While it's closed, guests will still be able to order from Kona Island, and you could do mobile order and things like that, but the sit-down Kona Cafe will be closed August 15th for refurbishment. They have not announced a reopening date. Uh, or have they haven't really gone into any details about what it will be. But I'm sure they're just kind of giving it a little bit of a makeover. Hopefully they don't change too much about it because that's one of my favorite restaurants. I love the aesthetic. I love the menu. I haven't been from lunch or dinner, but everything else about it I really enjoy. The breakfast oh, is very good. Parts, do you have the menu open? Uh, I can in short order. What they do we have? Uh, you want dinner or breakfast? You look uh, more. We went for lunch a few months ago. All right, let me pull up the lunch breakfast, the lunch menu. And here. they have a pot sticker that is ridiculous. The crispy pork and vegetable pot stickers appetizer. That's it. That's is it. that the one? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's something I I enjoy anyway. That's one of my go tos when I get you know Chinese takeout. No, but this is like the size of a plate. It's it's one huge one. They're ridiculous. Yeah, I see the picture of it. It looks like they're Dude, all it's, together. It's, so, it's crazy. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Again, fresh and simple. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about. 
simple, just fresh and simple. I love their breakfast. The Tonga toast, everyone likes. The macadamia nut pancakes is my favorite. Um, I mean, they have a few other options there. The loco moco and you can get eggs with the meat. Like it's, it's a solid, but I just love the restaurant because it's open to the lobby. It's so much more calm than the train wreck over at Ohana, especially at breakfast. It's it's like way more laid back. But it just feels like you're on vacation when you're having breakfast in that restaurant, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, that's one of those. It's just something about it feels so. I think it's just because it's open to the hotel lobby. So you're in there and you hear the hustle and bustle of everything. You can people so nice, while isn't you're eating. It? I love that. I hope they don't change that and take that away when they do this refurbishment but i just thought it was worth mentioning that they're going to be closing for an update starting august 15th now the the biggest piece of news that we wanted to get to Mm -hmm. here and we mentioned it a couple weeks ago when they first announced it but we didn't really get into the details is that the genie plus uh rules are changing that's starting uh, this week. Starting on June 8th, you cannot uh, purchase Genie Plus as a pre-visit ticket add-on. So starting on that day, which is uh, tomorrow when this episode comes out, so just this week, um, <clears throat> it obviously, if you've already purchased it for a trip that's in the future, it, it still will be there, but this change only affects future sales, but starting on June 8th, you have to buy Genie Plus on the day of. You can't buy it ahead of time. Um, it's still $15 per person per day. It allows you entry to the Lightning Lane attractions, and you get a time, all that good stuff. But the thing is that it seems like... Um, they made this change specifically to limit the amount of people. Like if they want to sell it out, you, they could just make it unavailable at some point that day. And I suspect, and I don't know this, this is just uh, a guess is that they did this because people were buying it and not getting anything and complaining a lot. So they kind of changed the wording on it. Like if you, bought it for your entire vacation package for your family of four what i don't remember exactly i remember seeing when i was booking my trip what the difference was but it's a good chunk of a good chunk of change and then if you don't wake up right at seven to try to book stuff and you get in the parks and you start looking at lightning lanes at 10 o'clock and everything's gone from animal kingdom i'm sure there's people that were complaining that you know i paid for this i didn't get any front Mm -hmm. of the line didn't get to skip any line so now Let's say that same family, you can't buy it ahead of time. You get into Animal Kingdom at 10 or 11, you go to log on to this Lightning Lane thing, and all of a sudden it says, you know, Lightning Lane is no longer available today. At least you're not mad that you spent the money. You might be mad that you can't use it, but at least you didn't waste the 60 bucks or whatever it is for the day for your family of four on it. I mean, I've already heard from you and reading things that it's pretty much not worth doing outside of magic kingdom for the most part maybe a little bit in uh hollywood studios if you get up early enough and you're lucky enough to get some of those sought after ones but seems like the big ones sell out real quick like you have to get up at seven Mm -hmm. to get what you want if you want one of the headliners Mm -hmm. and now not only do you have to get up at seven you have to get up a little earlier than seven to actually buy into it for the day because and then get up at seven to make your selections. So that's exactly what most people want to do on their vacation is set an alarm for 6.35 a.m. to buy their lightning lane. Then after they do that, make sure the credit card works, the purchase goes through. Because we all know Disney's right uh, IT is seamless. So you could definitely do it at like 6.58, select it, and then do your things right away. You got to give yourself at least a half hour to work. Because how, terrible how often... When they had the old thing, did you have to take screenshots right. of your 
your selections and all of that your stuff. selections because you knew when you got into the parks that somebody ate the page. <laughs> yeah, so at exactly. least you had now like, oh, you know, what time is my Everest? Oh, it's you'd always look at your at your gallery as opposed to the stupid app because it right. was quicker. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and it it was more reliable. So basically, this new change to the Genie Plus just takes you out of it completely because you're not getting up at six thirty to no. buy Genie Plus and then make your selections at seven. It's just not happening. I mean, this thing's a freaking. This thing is a colossal joke. It's ridiculous. I don't understand how they couldn't have figured this out. I mean, you're not necessarily you're a morning person, but you get up early. It doesn't bother have... me. The time doesn't bother me because when but we're there, we want to get there But do you want to get up at early. 630 and do this on vacation, or would you rather go out to breakfast or hang out with your kids and... Yeah, no, you're Let's right. put the tube on or do something instead of sitting there staring at your stupid phone refreshing crap. No, you're right. And Every like, single day. I'm thinking of like our first day. We're getting in late the night before, then we're going to Animal Kingdom, which opens at... 8 o'clock, and we can get early entry at 7.30. So now, on top of everything else, if we want to get there at 7.30 for early entry, because you kind of have to do that if you want to ride anything early right. on, like if you want to get on some of the bigger rides without a wait. So now, in the midst of doing that, while I'm trying to get ready and get to the bus stop and do all that, I have to be fiddling with my phone trying to make my lightning lane selections and do all that. And, oh, do I want to... Is it more important for me to try to book the paid uh pandora flight of passage or is it more important to try to get a lightning lane for the safari or like you got the you got the wife on her phone you got yeah, a tablet you, you got this. the kids working on a tablet yeah, exactly hey dad hey it was it i mean oh my god it used to just be so easy not to think about this nonsense i just don't know the answer was right in front of them the whole time Pay the $15, and you get the three fast passes, the old system they used to have. Like, why didn't they just do it that way? Just make those a charge. Like, just charge for doing those three fast passes that used to be included. That was the easiest answer. They could have just done that. Wouldn't that have made... And then still do the individual one, where you pay extra for the headliners, mm -hmm. if you want. Like, they've made the system so convoluted and confusing that it's almost like they... They don't want people using it, but it's also seemed to have clogged everything up. Like, it seems like wait times are longer than ever for stuff, but less people. Are, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. Like, I can't figure out how they messed it up so badly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And it seems like they're reeling a bit and changing the rules already early into it. Because this is the first wave of crowds where they've had the Genie Plus, where they've had, like, bigger crowds post covid too mm -hmm. so now they're like oh crap this isn't working anymore or it's not doing anything that we thought so immediately their thought was to change it or to just tweak it just a little bit or change the wording of what your expectations should be instead of saying oh we messed this up let's rethink this let's do something different i don't know it just seems like this is going to be one of those things in three years where they're like yeah we messed up but they, they won't admit it now because no, they're still no, making no, money no. on it. But is it worth them making the money? And I know the answer is yes. But if they're making this extra money, it's a, a revenue stream, an incredible revenue stream for them. But if it's lowering guest satisfaction in the in the process, is it worth it? I guess it is in the short term. But in the long term, if someone's first visit, like your cousin, like uh Kristen's family mm -hmm. if they had a bad experience with that and they felt like they got ripped off from the genie plus well then they might not come back for another visit is that worth it for $60 a day no for them because their trip is going to cost a lot more than that if they take their next trip if you have something that works you know right they don't right now no it's 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 broken yeah I don't know. I don't really know what else to add. It just seems like changing the rules doesn't isn't going to fix it. I guess we'll find out in a few weeks or in uh, this week when they change it, but it's not going to make a big difference. No. Cuz a lot of people have already prepaid on their packages for it, so it's not like all of a sudden it's going to change it completely. 
but it just seems like it's a way to deal with the complaints or to cut down on the amount of people complaining yeah, right. about it, mm-hmm. which is such a, a reactive, short-sighted way to deal with the problem they've created that it, it just is almost laughable. And people are dying to use it. They just want it to work well. Exactly. People are happy to throw money at this problem. Like you said, if you could save yourself three or four hours a day in the park, that's that's priceless. Like people pay a lot of money for that. But right now people are paying not a lot of money and it's making them frustrated. It's not saving them time. It's costing them time, like you said, where they're fiddling with the phone, trying to figure out what the heck to do when they can make their next one. And maybe they get one or two attractions that they can use it on and maybe not even ones they wanted. So now... You go from something that could be a huge value added to something that is a deterrent where you have right. dissatisfaction from right, using it do. because it's so frustrating. I mean, that's the worst case scenario for them. And it's just played out in like playing in front of them and they didn't really do anything to change it. They just changed the wordings to try to hope to make people have less expectations for it. Like, how do you roll out a new system where you charge someone for something that used to be included and it works worse? And now you're trying to like temper their expectations on it. And then they changed, they, they had to rebrand everything. Right. And then change all the signage and all that nonsense. So, what, what was the purpose of that? I mean, I understand that to a degree because they wanted to roll out this new system, but they could have worked it the same way and just changed the name and done all the signage and rebranded it so they could charge for it. The one thing they didn't want to do was charge for something that used to be quote unquote free or included. So they didn't want to start charging for fast pass. So they had to oh, change so the name change of it, it to lightning lane, lightning lane, genie, all that stuff. That's fine. They could have done that and still kept it the same exact way and just charge for it. And that probably would have been like right now, if you told me I could pay $60 per day, to pick three fast pass or three whatever lightning lanes and i know ahead of time what they were for each day i would do it i would do it right now i would pick that above park hopping like if it came down to price wise like would you rather park hop or would you rather have three guaranteed fast passes each day in the park that you could pick ahead of time know where you're going to be at what time i'd pick that in a heartbeat for that price but now i don't know like if i pay for lightning lane at hollywood studios with two kids under 10, what am I getting out of that for $60? And you're not going to know until 7 in the morning. And they don't want to. And at 7 in the morning, you're only going to know one possibility. Right. And it might be something you don't even want at that point. Correct. So, yeah, it's not, I don't know. It's almost like they want less people using it, but they don't want it to end. Like, either do one or the other. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. And that they're already changing it so short into its life is just indicative of a bigger problem. Yep. I don't know. You have anything else you want to add to this or Mm -hmm. anything? So should we take our second break here? We can take our second break here. All right. We'll be right back. All right, we are back from break, episode number 427 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. Blast from the past there, huh, Pards? Oh, that's a great song. You like that one? I like that song. I don't think I ever went on that ride in that form. I have to say, I don't remember on my one trip pre 
three caballeros if I went on it in that form? I have to say no, because I think I'd remember. I know you like it better. Mm-hmm. But I like the current one. Either way. What else? Anything else that we uh, need to touch on here, or should we just bring things to a close? We can bring things to a close. What do you have in the hopper for YouTube coming up uh, next week? Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to go go to Vero Beach. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to do... I, I've got some Vero Beach. So go beyond the gates. Yeah, way beyond the gates. Way beyond the gates. Way like beyond that. the gates. It's okay, that's a good thing. <clears throat> very nice so look forward to that hopefully we'll see that in the next week or so and then uh we gotta get we gotta get some uh food and wine content coming because i'm actually ex- i know you don't care about it anymore but i'm excited to be there for it so i want to <laughs> do some some food and wine shows coming up okay so that should be a good thing but uh speaking of that youtube page you can of course go Search for us on YouTube and go to uh, YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates. And then you can follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at WDWBTG. Our website is WDWBTG.com. You can email the show info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. Anything else that I'm missing here? I don't think so. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 427 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you.